0: On this episode of Too Many Books, we review Building a Discipling Culture by Mike Breen. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Too Many Books podcast, a strongchurch.org podcast where we talk about the stack of books uh, sitting on your desk or nightstand and tell you which ones you should move to the top or ignore altogether. I am your host, Jack Dodgen, joined as always by co-host Jack Wilkie. Jack, how are you doing?
1: Doing great. How are you?
0: I'm doing really well. I like the the weather change, though uh, as we were discussing before the episode began with the beard and now flannels, I am lumberjack everywhere. Nickname I did not intend (laughs) (laughs) to inherit when the beard thing came through. Uh, Something you did not warn me about when I grew the beard, but, uh,
1: yeah, it, it does come with the territory, but
0: I'll take the, the but
1: Hey, it's a trade off for keeping your face warm. So it works. That's right.
0: that's right. Um, today we are reviewing, uh, building a discipling culture, which is very similar to the, the last episodes recording, uh, of creating community. I assume, uh, though there are going to be differences, I'm sure. And you'll, you'll enlighten us to what those are, but, um, Just like the authors themselves, we've been on a kick of reviewing books that deal with small groups and kind of getting people into relationships uh, with one another. Uh, So what was it exactly in this sea of books about discipling cultures and communities and all this stuff that, that drew you to this book to review?
1: Well, uh, of all the books I've been reading this year, I'd say at least half of them have kind of been in this vein of thinking church a different way, that basically getting people in on Sunday morning to hear a sermon in a class isn't going to cut it. We've got to go beyond that. We've got to get hands-on in training people, and I've agreed with every one of them. Uh, Some of them have really changed my view on things and helped me see a more biblical picture of what we're uh, supposed to be. But with all of them, i get done, and, and I'd close the book and go, okay, how? What do I do? What What is step number one for getting from point A to point B from where we are now to a more disciple-based church? And so when I see a title that says Building a Discipling Culture, uh, and it was a book that was actually referenced in two or three of the other books I had read this year, I figured, all right, let's give that one a try. Uh, let's see if he can actually give me some practical Hands-on, concrete, take these steps, kind of uh, uh, instruction, and uh, so so that was really what pulled me towards it,
0: uh, and it. Just based on the t- you know building a culture, and especially what you said of it was referenced in several of the books you read. That's normally a really good sign of hey, here's a guy mm-hmm. who actually had some ideas on this, and we're right. going to co-opt and build off of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's here's the description of this book. Uh, we often wonder what Jesus will ask us when we meet him face to face. We believe that some of his first questions will be about discipleship. How have we followed his great commission to make disciples? How many disciples did we raise up to do greater things than we ourselves achieved? Who imitates our lives as we imitate Christ? Jesus did not command us to build the church. He called us to make disciples. Effective discipleship creates the church, not the other way around. This is the first of many new uh, huddle resources that will give you practical and biblical insights on building a culture of discipleship in your community. Uh, So it certainly sounds like the intention here is to be practical uh, that you said you were hoping for whenever you picked this book up in the first place, uh, did it achieve those things let's let 's find out what what do you like about this book
1: uh, i I absolutely got what I was hoping for. Uh, I liked that it was practical it was very hands on uh, you know it started off like all of the other books talking about why we need to do this why you know the standard version of church isn't enough. That we really do have to go above and beyond this. Um, I love this quote. He, he really started the book off with a bang. He said, "If you make disciples, you always get the church. But if you make a church, you rarely get disciples." Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he talked about how as ministers, you know, you go off to seminary or preaching school or whatever else. A lot of times, the training you get is how to operate within a church organization, not how to make disciples, and and that really opened my eyes and so you know that that's true i think in a lot of cases and so um you know he he set the tone but then after that he went into very practical steps um he talked about you know with your review of andy stanley's uh, there's a lot about small groups um breen here went one step further a little more microscopic zooming in on what he called huddles uh you get four to eight people together um and, you know, what a huddle does, and he would walk you through of the the meetings they have, you know, like a football huddle, you get a few people around for a very specific purpose, uh, and you're teaching them how to walk with Jesus every day, how to, um, you know, really review their lives and, and help them grow, and then help them, you know, as, as that huddle grows and over time, the goal for it is to get them to where they can go and do their own thing. They can go be a part of another huddle and start and teach others to do the same, teach others to walk with Jesus, teach others to to reach out and uh, follow Jesus as well. And so, uh, again, very practical, uh, very useful. He talked about the balance between invitation and challenge. You want to be inviting people into a relationship and giving them that relationship and loving them and caring about them, but then challenging them. Uh, and I think a lot of times we fall on one side or the other where we're constantly challenging people to do more in their service for Christ. And then it's okay, go home and and do something about that. Or Mm -hmm. we're trying to build relationships, trying to be nice to people and treat them well and love them and make them feel comfortable. But sometimes that challenge gets dropped off. And so with these huddles, you have to do both. You're building relationships with people, but you're challenging them to grow and showing them how to do it. And, uh, and so it was very practical, um, I he like the. Uh, in... Oh, go ahead. Uh, sorry about that. I, I like
0: the uh, that focus on challenge and relationship are not uh, at odds with each other, but are are both necessary to have. You, uh, I think there's a lot of uh, and and you were kind of saying this here that um, that we maybe shy away from challenges sometime because oh it's going to push the people away and we can't mm-hmm. do the relationship then or uh, we need to really really. Uh, focus on the relationship and so if we're spending all this time doing the fun stuff we don't really have time for here's where we get serious now and Mm -hmm. going to it so I'm I'm glad he set that up I do have a I have a question for you if you're right with that do you know anything about his background because he's he's going into you know groups of four or eight you said with the huddles Mm -hmm. Uh, and we were talking about Andy Stanley's book there's you know thousands where he's at and it's a big network Uh, does he preach anywhere do you know
1: you know he I, I think he's done mission work in, around Europe, uh, he referenced, and so I'm not okay. quite sure what his current situation is, um, but it sounded like a lot of what he started with was small church kind of communities uh, and working to to grow with them. but it also sounds like this has been implemented in bigger churches as well, and so um, you know, as long as you can find four to eight committed people to get a start with, it really sounds like something that can can work anywhere.
0: Which is really great, especially when a lot of these books we read tend to be... It's a small group book, but it's for giant churches. Right, uh, right. Whereas this one sounds like is really small churches, and it can work for bigger ones. Nice change of pace there. Uh, mm-hmm. Were there any other things you liked?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, so one other thing on the practical. He, um, he not only talked about a, a huddle and how to establish it, but the language of the huddle and I don't think I'd use everything that he used, but he made it very simple and, and to keep it simple is easy to remember and it's easy to teach other people so they can teach others. And so he used mm. shapes. Uh there you know, he used a circle as kind of the cycles of our Christian life. Of there are gonna be, you know, times of study and reflecting on God's word and then repenting and growing and changing in the areas where, where we're weak and then kind of you know, uh, and so the the whole circular thing was the, the cycle of our relationship with God's Word that just we reset over and over. Uh, the triangle of our Christian life has to be balanced with, between three points of inwardly with our church family, outwardly with the lost, upwardly with God. Uh, and so that's really easy to remember, really easy to teach, really easy to show others how to implement that in their lives. So I thought... That was a a really brilliant, useful thing that uh, that I could take away and and implement.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and based, just based on what I'm hearing so far, I'm interested in the book. And so That's I'm a good wondering, one. I'm wondering if there's going to be anything here with the dislikes that maybe pushes me away.
1: I think of the dislikes. It's it's very hard to give dislikes on this book because all he's doing is he's not coming out and saying, this is the way it has to be done. He's saying, here's how I've done it and how it's worked for me. And so I can say, well, I'm not going to implement that, or I don't like that as much, or that, that wouldn't work for me, or I don't know why you would do that. And so that's kind of the extent of the dislike. Uh, there were, you know, all, there's always things doctrinally where you can say, well, he said that, and that's not true, or I, sure. I disagree with, with that. But there wasn't much of that because it was much more practical again. Right. Um and so, like I said, dislikes only extend as far as okay. I wouldn't use that particular method, but I, they weren't bad methods. You know, they weren't bad things. And and so really, yeah, I'd be nitpicking if I if I really pulled anything out that I didn't like.
0: Just the just the personal preference of maybe that is good in theory and maybe in practice where he was, but. I don't know that I'd use this part where I'm at, that sort of thing. I mean, right. we're getting to the point where we're hitting critical mass, as we said, of like the community books and mm-hmm. pretty soon we'll be able to say, I'm going to borrow from this book and then this, this one here and then this one here. And mm-hmm. I think this is the best strategy to employ. And then right. you can write your own book on uh, <laughs> exactly. building a discipling community or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right. So out of 10, how do you feel about this book?
1: Uh, that's hard. I was uh, I was thinking seven when I came in here, but the more I talked about it, the more I was like, man, that was really good. So uh, <laughs> seven, seven and a half eight, somewhere in that range. Um, okay, just because of it, it was exactly what it stated to be—a very practical, hands-on look at how to do this—and uh, so it, it accomplished what it set out to do. Uh, made a lot of good, truthful points. So we'll give it seven and a half eight. We'll give it an eight. Uh,
0: well, that's that is good enough for me to be interested in it I think I'll check this one out and I'm, I'm interested to know too and uh, of course if, if either of us do this we'll be sure to uh, record there are a number of other books he's written kind of in this vein that are similar and I wonder how that would affect this book if we read all those things together do they build on each other do they, they integrate well or anything like that So right, um, but alright yeah pretty good score if you've got this uh, throw it to the top Uh, and get it read. If you've read it already, let us know what you think about the book uh, in the comments below, or send us uh, an email at strongchurchministries at uh, gmail.com, or just send us a message on Strong Church or personally if you happen to know us. We love to talk about books. Uh, We're available to iTunes, Google, Android, any apps you get your podcast from. We are there, and if you subscribe, it'll drop right in. You can listen to us on your Way to work and uh, be soothed by our wonderful, albeit kind of monotone from both of us, honestly, voices. Yep. But, Story of my But life. you know what? That's uh, all right. Uh, uh, be sure to visit strongchurch.org as well for more content to help you uh, become spiritually strengthened. Uh, this has been the show, and we'll see you next time. Well,
1: hold on, before uh, next month's books.
0: Oh, yes. Okay, next month we are reading, okay, so let's, here's a little behind the scenes for everybody listening. (laughs) Uh, We record two at a time, and so with the Andy Stanley one, we're like, oh, we're recording this in the next five minutes, and so we knew. Uh, And I didn't think about it for this one, because we're not going to record for another two weeks, or like a month. We're not going to record for another month. Mm -hmm. So, do you know what book you're reading
1: next? Love Does by Bob Goff.
0: Awesome, And I okay, will give so this Love teaser, by Bob Goff.
1: I will give this uh, thing to maybe keep people interested here. It's a New York Times bestseller. I picked it up because everyone I had ever heard said it was the greatest book ever. It mm-hmm. is on track to be my lowest review ever. So we'll just have to see how that goes. Ooh.
0: Okay, I like that. Uh, here's, here's what I'm reading. Uh, is Gay Girl a Good God? And that'll be the one that I have for review next time. It is the second book I've read from a female who uh, grew up uh, in uh, lesbianism uh, and uh, came out of that. The first one I read, she's remained single the rest of her life. Uh, this writer actually, uh, she became married, has a family, and and all that stuff. So I, I'm interested to see. I'm about halfway through now. I'm interested to see how it goes, but I'm loving the book and – She has a lot to say practically in interacting with uh, uh, the gay community and and reaching out to them. So those are the two books, Love Does by Bob Goff and Gay Girl, Good God by Jackie Hill Perry. Grab those books and you will be ready to uh, give us your thoughts and opinions when we review those next time. This has been Too Many Books. We'll see you next time.